All right, welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight we have Hilly, Teabag, and Perk. Uh, Hilly's got our three-point rundown for us. Hilly, go ahead. All right, tonight uh, we're going to try to kind of answer the question of what qualifies you as a uh, dirty basketball player. Uh, also, Lane Kiffin's uh, already making promises to junior high kids about scholarships, and uh, Tom Brady may become uh, may fall victim of the Madden curse this year. So we'll see where this all leads to tonight. All right, boys. So let's take a look at our first point here, and let's uh, dive right into last night's playoff game with the Spurs and the Warriors. Uh, the Spurs were up, I believe it was 23, uh, in the third quarter. And Zot, what is his name? Zaza, Zara, whatever his name is, closes out on Kawhi. And Kawhi ends up rolling his ankle and, uh, leaving the game. We all know the Warriors made a comeback and end up beating them. Um, so the, the point of that is to, preface that to kind of get into our discussion is what makes you a dirty player um is that closeout considered a dirty play um, well that's what i was gonna say like do you guys even think that was dirty first of all uh, like, if it was to a, me to me it didn't look intentional right if it was a dirty play he's damn good at it i'll tell you that well if that makes so sense let, you know what i mean let's Let's look at some of the history. So, supposedly, I guess they gotten a lockup, and he had Kawhi's arm locked up in another game earlier in the season or earlier in the series. I don't know. Um, so there were some other plays, but just specifically that closeout play. Like, I know we all played at the highest level, you know, at – the in basketball, you know, playing down at the East Side Park, and <laughs> if you close out on somebody, not always are you thinking, okay, where am I gonna land? Just me personally, that's like kind of the last thing going on in my head. It's you know, when you close out on somebody, you're up in the air, you're closing out on. It's not okay. Where am I going to land? No, that doesn't. That's not really running through your head. That I don't think it's a malicious move. Is it kind of sloppy at that level? Maybe, but does it make him a dirty player? I don't think so. But I think kind of maybe some of the background with them kind of having a a little bit of history and the fact that this this exact thing has been brought up and has been looked at in the NBA to where they, you know, of course they're trying to protect the players and they don't want them to get hurt. But at the same time, you can't really control every single aspect of the game like that. I don't know. That's just my thought. I don't think it was something that he was controlling and he's like, Hey, I'm going to jump at this kid, try to block his shot and then land where he's supposed to be landing. Especially like when he's going into a fadeaway. Like, how the hell do you know where he's going to land? That's what I mean. If it, let's say it's, it's 
two different things here. Let's say, first off, it's not Kawhi that it happened to. I don't even think they're talking about it as much anyway. And second off, let's say when he does come down, let's say he doesn't hit his foot. Are they looking at it as, oh, he tried to put some malicious play on Kawhi, tried to hurt him? I don't even think Yeah, if he doesn't go down, they, that's not even a foul. Right, that's what I'm saying. That So you can't turn this around into, okay, if he doesn't touch him, it's nothing. But if he does touch him, it's just the dirtiest play ever. Like, I, I mean, I'm watching the replay here, and I just don't see where that was malicious or there was any intent at all, really. I mean, uh, you know, you've seen instances in the past where, you know, guys are intentionally trying to go after someone. But watching this over and over again, I don't see any malicious intent at all. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, I don't... we Grayson Allen several times intentionally stick his leg right. out in someone. That's a dirty play. Landing in somebody's spot on a closeout, that to me sounds like you're looking for something to complain about. Like, does it suck that he got hurt? Yeah, it sucks that he got hurt. But I don't think that the fact that he, he how it happened, I don't think it made it a dirty play. I mean, shoot, even Kawhi Leonard came out and said it wasn't a dirty play. Right. So, I don't know. To me, I don't think that makes you a dirty player. Um, Now, if you, like, are known for doing that and you do it, like, every single time, then I think you – that kind of could be something that you could look at and it could be part of an argument. Right. What do you think of Pop's comments on it? He was pretty critical. He was pretty fired up about it. Um, he just lost the 23-point lead. I mean, and you lost one of your best players for you don't wasn't, know how long. Wasn't that today, though, that he made those comments? I'm not sure yeah, when it was. I don't think it was that the game. player, too, though. Huh? Again. <laughs> yeah, so he just lost one of his best players, so. I mean, of course he's going to be upset, but... Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, if it was... It doesn't make a difference that, to me, in my opinion, if it was last night or tonight when he's making those comments. He's still going to be fired up because he lost that game. And, you know, he doesn't want to take blame for it. Right. So, I don't know. I. So, that kind it's, of... It's a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject. Right. Well, look, okay, look at it this way. If you remember... And uh, I think it was, what was it, 2001, uh, Jalen Rose, Kobe Bryant, same situation. You know, Kobe Bryant went up for the shot, and Rose kind of closed out, and Bryant come down, turned his ankle. And, I mean, he caught the same shit for it, though. You know, so, I mean. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So let's go on the other side of that play, okay? And we've all seen it happen. When the guy closes out on you and he goes to the side and maybe brushes up against the the shooter a hair, what does the shooter normally do? Fall down, right? 
They're either going to get the three points and a free throw if it goes in, or they're going to go to the line and get three three free throws. So is that considered a dirty play in your mind? Whenever you that the player kind of flops on the closeout to make it look like they got ran into. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not agreeing. I agree with you there. I'm well, trying to read so the same article too. Huh? Do you think that the offensive player flopping down is that a dirty play? Uh, it's, yeah, it's not looked at as a dirty play. I mean, it's just. Right. I think there's another term for it. I wouldn't say dirty. That's what I was uh, trying maybe, to think. Of. Maybe cheap. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, right. not necessarily dirty. I think dirty when I'm tr- you're trying to hurt someone. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was just wondering, you know, because I see that all the time, and I don't know. Like, at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, well, that's, that's a smart player to be able to have that much mental control to, like, hey, I can probably get away with this because there's enough contact. Um, but at the at the same time, I'm also like, oh, come on, really? Like, some of them you look at and you're like, really? Like, that, there's no way that was a foul. And I think the ref, you know I mean? There's so much for them to watch at that point in time. They're, you know, they're, they just see the guy fall. And if they don't call it, it you know, make, it kind of makes them look bad. I don't know. I just wondered what your thoughts. If you think that type of play, like the flopping and the and all that, considered dirty as well. Not dirty. I'm with I'm with Perk. I think it's cheap. But here's my question to you, though. If if I mean you being a basketball coach, do you not teach your players to close out on? You know, if, if there's a, you know, they're moving the ball at the perimeter and there's an extra pass to maybe a wide open guy, are you not telling somebody? close to the lane to try to close out and, you know, contest the shot. So, But, see, I mean, the that, thing is, is when when you teach a closeout, you teach them hand up and close out to the side of their body. You don't close out at them. Well, and, and the reason why this is even a big deal, you know, I mean, heck, it probably goes back to who, Bruce Bowen? He was known for that. Like, he admittedly would put his feet where somebody was coming down. And that's about the time that rule got implemented. And funny enough, guess who Bruce Bowen was playing for? Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's there's a there's closing out, and then there's you know where you're putting your foot when somebody's going to come down. And he was known for that. Like he would do it all the time. And there was, and I think that's what you were talking about, Jalen Rose. I think that's kind of what he was doing too. You know, because when you go shoot and you're you know when somebody's under you. So when you're up in the air getting ready to shoot and you see a leg coming in between your legs, you're thinking, where the hell am I going to land? So it's going to affect your shot. Right. right. I just, I don't know that you can say, oh, he tried, you know, he intentionally tried to hurt him, this and that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't think he did. Like, I don't think it was malicious, but I don't think it was intentional. I think it was the back end. 
and it's getting blown out of proportion because of who it is and because it's the finals of the Western Conference, you know, and now, do you he's think already been hurt once this season. Do you think that maybe there are people in the league that do try to do that in order to try to hurt someone? Um, I don't know what you so say much anymore. You say Draymond Green, what? What? No. What do you say? Said, do you do do you think people in the league do that same move in order and try to hurt someone? Uh, I thought you said Draymond Green wants to kick people. I didn't know what you said there. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that is true. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, think, not... I think it. I don't think it happens so much anymore. Um, I think back in the the 80, rough days 90. where nothing was right, <laughs> where nothing was a foul unless you were, there were blood flowing, then yeah. But I don't see it happening because you just don't hear about it, you know. Right. <laughs> hey, so you're okay. Let me let me ask you this though: Are you saying that uh, if we do deem this a dirty play? Are you saying that this kind of happens more often than nothing? Or are you saying, like, to be determined as a dirty play, does it not have to happen more often? I mean, if this is something that happens in one and every... Well, not necessarily years, a dirty play, but a dirty player, I think that would make more sense. Like, if it's yeah, to, to be condemned a dirty player, it's going to happen more than once. Now, for it to be de- deemed a dirty play, there there doesn't have to be a history there about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Like, if you just, you know, charge down the lane and start punching people, you can only <laughs> do that You do that once and it's a dirty play. Yeah. Well, you, you do know. it the next game and, you know, you're starting to get a reputation. <laughs> so, it's funny that you brought up the whole uh, – back in the day when there wasn't a foul unless somebody was bleeding. So in my AAU game this weekend, um, Sunday actually, one of my players is makes a move and is driving to the lane, and a kid literally reaches in and punches my dude in the mouth, and we don't get a call. And so my kid is like gushing blood onto the court, and they take the ball down and score. And my dude's over there, I'm, like, yelling at him, like, hey, look, my dude's over here bleeding. Kid ends up having a big chunk of his lip hanging off. Damn. He got blood over him. Damn. He didn't get the foul call. And I was like, I looked at the ref, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there was contact there. Oh, I didn't see it. I'm like, what were you watching? (laughs) Straight up got punched in the mouth. And his his lip is hanging off. He's like, well, I saw it. he went for the ball and he got the ball. I'm like, no, he didn't. I've got evidence. My dude is missing part of his lip. <laughs> so, Damn it. So, so, you know, a little bit further down the stretch, that was early in the first half. So late in the second half, you know, we're kind of up 35. And, you know, it's I only have two subs now. And I'm trying to give my, you know, try to take my best players out and give them, you know, some breaks because we're up 35 or whatever. Well, it gets to the point where these guys start intentionally trying to trip my guy. 
And then they're, like, pulling on their jersey. So I call timeout, and there's, like, six minutes to go. And I go straight to the rest, and I'm like, listen. I was like, my guys are out here getting tripped. I've got another guy over here who has to go get stitches, get his lip sewn back on. I was like, and they're pulling my jerseys. I was like, you need to clean it up. And he goes, coach, you called the timeout. You need to go to your bench and deal with your timeout. I was like, listen, the only reason I called timeout to come out here. I was going to say, he's the reason you called timeout, right? <laughs> right. I was like. I was like, the reason I can't call time out is to come out here and tell you to keep my players safe. He's like, Coach, just because somebody falls doesn't mean that they're tripping him. I said, and just because my player's lips hanging off his mouth doesn't mean he got fouled, does it? And he's, he told me to go to the bench or I was going to get teed up. But I was like, like he, he was letting them play dirty. And it was my players were getting, like, physically hurt. And, you know, the whole – no blood, no foul wasn't even a truth to it because my guy was bleeding all over the court. So it, it was crazy weekend. It was crazy weekend. But, Did uh, you tell him to rub yeah, some that, dirt on it get his ass back in there? <laughs> no, but I did go over to him when he was at the trainer, and I said, hey, bud, whenever you're ready, go ahead to the score table and check in. He looked at me and smiled, and I saw half his lip hanging down. I was like, or not. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You better tuck that in, Bubba. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you guys don't have anything else to talk about uh, dirty players, then we can move on into our second point about Lane Kiffin and uh, him offering thirteen-year-old uh, quarterbacks. Uh, I know that he's. Done this in the past. Uh, I think when he was at USC, he offered a guy uh, back in 2010. And now he's offering uh, Caden Martin, uh, son of a US, uh, USC offensive coordinator, uh, 13-year-old. Um, what are your all's thoughts on that? Hmm. It's a good, uh, uh, good publicity sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got you I was, talking about Lane Kiffin. About Lane Kiffin, that's right. I was reading that stat right. Well, uh, it's a seventh grade, five foot eleven, hundred and seventy five pounds. He's got a fastball that just. It says, yeah, yeah. So he's got a fastball that is just over eighty miles an hour. Yeah, I saw that too. He's like a baseball prospect. <laughs> Fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Could you imagine a seventh grader? You getting a fastball thrown at you 80 mile an hour? No, because he probably has zero control at that age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're probably picking your lip up by the time he gets done throwing to you. <laughs> right, right. I'm not saying so, he's not, not going to have control, but... I think I read in that article where they said it's kind of ironic that he's offering this because they're not even sure that he's going to be... Like, if he's going to be coaching there... By the time this kid's old enough to go to college, right? And so, I mean, let's say the dude, let's say he grew up wanting to play baseball. You know, if you're throwing 80 mile an hour, you may come straight out of uh, high school and go to the majors. I mean, who knows? Right. Dude, my, a lot happens from seventh grade to twelfth grade. So, yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, just what if the kid a, doesn't grow stunning. anymore? I mean, five yeah. eleven's not the not the greatest size quarterback. What What do you guys think about? Do you think there needs to be a rule or something about 
the kid has to be at least a freshman in high school before he can offer him a scholarship. Well, I mean, well, he can't commit or anything, I, can he? I thought, and I could be mistaken, oh, but I thought I thought that if, and maybe it's just in basketball, but I thought the college coaches weren't even allowed to talk to you until you're a sophomore. I don't know, man. Look that one up. Well, he's done it before, so obviously you can. Well, but here's the thing. What if he's like, I mean, I know this is a another coach's son. What if he's just talking to the parents, you know, and like, hey, listen, I want your son to come play for me when he gets older. You know, I mean, I don't know. And, and, or maybe there's a certain window to where they are allowed to talk to him. But I know, like, at some of these AAU tournaments I go to, uh, that last year the college coaches weren't even allowed to talk to uh, the freshmen. They could only talk to, to sophomores and older. Huh. I don't know. Like I didn't they know anything about that. They can talk to me about them all they want, but they can't talk to anyone that's under a sophomore. But, that I mean, I don't know if that's just during, like, the NCAA live period or what. So, I don't know. But I but I have been told that by by three or four different college coaches or assistants. Well, coaches. there's got to there's be some kind of loophole because, obviously, he wouldn't have done it if he couldn't. Right. But, like I'm saying, if he's talking to parents. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want just any college coach to be able to – you know, have access to 12-year-olds. You know, I mean, that's just kind of creepy. Or 13-year-olds, whatever, however old they are. You know, I would think that you would, you would like, want them to be, you know, around 16 before you start calling and, and all that to where you're meeting with them by themselves or whatever. I don't know. I have to look that up, but I, I think that there's... Here you there's go. Hang on. I may not have all the... uh all the facts here, but it says uh, at any time a verbal commitment can happen when a college-bound student athlete verbally agrees to play. Uh, well, he is eligible to sign a national letter of intent. Uh, the verbal commitment is not binding and can be made at any time. It says when a now when a student student athlete officially commits. Uh, he signs a national letter of intent agreeing that he has to attend that school one academic year and says nothing about the age you have to be. Uh, this, kid, this kid hasn't verbally committed to anything. This is just Lane Kiffin saying, hey, right, you have an right, 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 right. But let's say he let's say he did say you know okay I want to sign you know I want to sign a national letter of intent which would be you know ridiculous but right you know I don't see anything here that says you know that he can't do it I don't know so I wonder uh, how that works if you sign a, a letter of intent and like Kiffin's not there anymore do you still have you know, I mean, I know, like... Wouldn't it be the same way that Archie did with the uh, cream? Right, I mean, but they, they, had to, they had to ask for their uh, intent back, and I don't I don't think 
I don't know. That's a, just like you know, like when he's at fourteen, if Lane Kiffin's not there anymore, he has to say, okay, I need to opt out of my letter of intent. You know, like you're not even in high school yet. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think it's first of all, I think that puts a lot of pressure on kids too young. I mean, middle school is already a awkward age and state. Uh, to put that kind of pressure on somebody, I don't think that's that's cool. I, Dude, in, in dude, fucking I, seventh grade, I was still worried I about think, what I was packing for lunch. Like, you know what I mean? I think <laughs> I think pressure being being offered like that is too young. But I mean, you know, we need to get a uh, Damon Bailey on here and get his thoughts on it because wasn't he in eighth grade when he was offered? Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah, so, and, I mean, look at, he had all this potential in what he do in the NBA, you know, I mean, it, he did, he had a hell of a high school career and a hell of a college career, but he didn't do much in the NBA, and, I mean, you know, they were talking like he was the white Michael Jordan. Yeah, what, uh, speaking of high school career, we can say this right now, but, uh, Still holds the scoring record in Indiana, I believe, doesn't he? For a few more, for a few more months. That's what I'm saying. So we can say that now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's about to change. Yeah. Hopefully, to another Indiana commit. <laughs> one of these, one of these, uh, one of these early on season games where he puts up 40, 50 points. Hey, real quick, was the Celtics were they favored by 13 and a half? No, they were for, favored five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. The, Is that the Warriors uh, that were thirteen and a half? Warriors. Okay. It's eighty nine, eighty one right now. Ten to go. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about that, but Hilly never got me his response. What's that? The over under or what you want to bet on this game? Oh uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Under my eyelids. <laughs> he was still recovering from Saturday night. Dude, the older I get, the harder it is, man. I used to crack one open in the morning and be like, and now it's, I gotta take vacation days and shit. <laughs> Two days after? Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm it. just glad that we didn't go with your recommendation on getting the fireball out. Oh man, yeah, I seen that sitting there the next day. I was like, "Holy!" Well, you had said something about it that night. You were like, "It's about time to get some whiskey." And I was like, uh, <laughs> "I tried to kind of change the subject a little bit." <laughs> yeah, that's a good call there. Yeah, that would have been a bad deal. I tell you what, boys, for the first twenty minutes of our conversation Saturday night. It was nothing but pure laughter on your all's end. Oh, my God. We were hammered, man. Dude, I was fine until I heard Tom's voice. And then I was like, holy shit, like, this is for real. <laughs> we were trying to talk about college fishing. And I don't think any of us had any idea about college fishing. No. I was just throwing That's shit the thing is, there. I don't even remember what we were laughing about. Was it just college fishing? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't I get think, out without laughing, man. It's, I think it was the fact that you guys just kind of 
spur of the moment came up with a three point rundown and we just willingly went with it. And you that's what, that yeah. We were, okay, this is all how it went down. I remember it completely. We were on the, I walked out, out of the, out of Perk's house and I said, they were on the back patio. And I said, he goes, are we doing this? I'm like, fuck yeah, we're doing it. So we, all he goes, we don't have a three point rundown. So I'm like, my fingers were working, but my brain wasn't, and it just typed these three <laughs> things out. And I was like, all right, that's what we're doing. And he goes, do, do you know anything about college fishing? I was like, ah, oh, no. I was like, they got us. And then all of a sudden, you guys are like, yep, sounds good. Let's go with it. And I'm like, okay, we <laughs> might want to look something up real quick. Yeah, I, I, we had, thought you, I, I thought you had some insight, man. <laughs> no, I, I was just – I literally I, I, I was getting out of my Jeep when I text you guys to call me and I like plugged that microphone in and I was like walking down the steps getting a beer when, and I was like let's roll with it and I sat down and I was like alright somebody's got to have something about college fishing and dad's like Bethel University number one <laughs> <laughs> he goes we're only one letter off of being in first place I said but you can't <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would have loved for that to record just so we could listen to it back and see somebody what it exactly there, sounded like. In, somebody out there in Google Land has got one of the funniest recordings ever made. And <laughs> how do they have it? You don't. <laughs> That's they are holding on to it. They, surely they record all of it and then just. Oh, you mean like know. a record of it? Somebody's tapped into that and got it. We're going to see it on Facebook. It's going to be like, listen to this. These dumbasses trying to do a podcast. We <laughs> have uh, an anti-drinking campaign. We're going to get... It's, no, you know what's going to happen? It's going to show up on fucking the McAfee show. And he's going to be like, listen to these dumbasses. <laughs> 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 right. Oh, shit. Our third point here, let's talk about the Madden curse. Um, have you all seen the uh, Tom Brady video where he's <clears throat> uh, mocking the Madden curse? Yeah. Uh, he breaks a mirror, he walks under a ladder. I tweeted it out and said, well, uh, <laughs> he's going to be missed on this earth because he done, he, I think he even like choked a black cat. I don't know what it was. Is that the one where he's in the bubble too? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I just saw the one where like he breaks the mirror and and uh, walks. Yeah, he must have back. a couple of them too, because there's one where he's in a bubble and he says it wasn't going to work, and then they built him a bigger bubble <laughs> to like protect him or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. when I saw that today, I was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. Yep, but you know, I don't know. Look at look at Gronkowski. I think he kind of fell victim yep. to it last year. So yeah, you know, there's one. I think the most recent one that didn't get hurt was Odell Beckham. Yeah, you're right. Richard Sherman before that. Yeah. Peterson no, I mean, obviously like, went down. You do you guys know that they put odds out there on like you can bet on if the Madden curse is going to happen. So, like, you're pretty much really? betting on if Tom Brady gets injured. 
Yeah. And and there's yeah, so there's odds out there and everything. It's crazy. I'm still bet on still bet on anything though. Oh yeah, you can bet you can bet on what's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's uh... this this game's not really looking like a game seven. I figured it'd be a little bit tighter in this, <clears throat> but but yeah, I, the the whole Madden curse thing, like, why is it just the Madden cover? Like, they don't have an NBA Live curse or whatever. It's just the Madden. Because there hasn't been a trend of people getting hurt every year that they're on it. That's true. It's just a big coincidence, in my opinion. Big coincidence. Does anybody have it pulled up? What, what the, who the first person? It looks like it was Garrison Hurst in 99. Garrison Hurst, he was a running back for the Niners. So you had 99. And then the next year, you had Barry Sanders. It struck him. And then you had Eddie George. Got him. Then you had Dante Culpepper. And then Marshall Falk. Michael Vick. Ray Lewis. Donovan McNabb. Sean Alexander. Vince Young. Brett Favre. Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Palomalu. Drew Brees. Peyton Hillis. And then then the next one, all those that struck, and then you had Calvin Johnson in 2013. He had like a record-setting year. So he kind of broke the curse. But then he got hurt the next year, didn't he? Uh, I think so. So But then it, it struck again with Adrian Peterson. So, so yeah, it's pretty big trend. Let me ask, let me ask you this: If you're, you know, a caliber player like Tom Brady, and they offer it to you, do you turn it down? Just do you turn down money? And turn down all that money and all that publicity? Yeah, because but does of, Tom Brady need all that money though. I mean, yeah. right? It's true. So. If I'm the creator of EA Sports or I'm the marketing man, whoever picks this, why would you not? You're obviously not a Patriots fan. (laughs) Why would you not go after people that just retire? You know what I'm saying? Like, put people on. Well, you don't. You don't want to ruin their life after they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like. Like. Who is it? Robert Mathis. Retires from the Colts. He's on the cover of EA EA Sports Madman. He's involved in a car accident. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be bad. Start a whole new trend. Yeah, he's obviously not a New England fan. You're right. Because Gronk was on it last year. Now now Brady and not so. Who knows? Maybe Belichick's on it next year. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they could have put McAfee on there. He just retired. 
Yeah. A punter yeah, on the cover true. of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> you all know we buy the game to kick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Can't wait for fourth down. Punt the shit out of this ball. <laughs> yeah. McAfee. Boomstick edition. So, okay, so let's say that the curse continues and Brady gets hurt again this year. How stupid does he look for all this cracking the mirror and walking under the ladder and mock, mocking him? How stupid does he look anyway? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I don't think you tempt a tempt a curse. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to go down this year, and that starts the Jimmy Garoppolo era. And Brady's gone <laughs> next year. Yeah, but I tell you what, I don't think it even fucking skips a beat. That dude's pretty good. He is pretty good. I, as much as I hate to admit that, but yeah, he's pretty good. You know, baseball players are some of the most, uh, like, superstitious players out there. You think if there's a MLB curse, that ain't nobody want to be on that for baseball. No, no. No, absolutely not. They don't even watch, watch their jockstrap if they're on a winning streak. All right, boys, you got anything else about the Madden curse other than that we kind of hope to see it continue its streak? <laughs> Down goes Brady. Down goes Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? How, how late in the season do you think it is before before he goes down? First game. No, I'd say the fifth first, week. First regular season <laughs> game. <laughs> you don't want to do that because so. then he's got time to recover. No, it's season ending. Season ending. <clears throat> no, actually, ideal time would be like the last game of the year, right before the playoffs, yeah. and then Garoppolo yeah, you, has to get ready quick. No, what you want is you want him to do well all the way through the season, and then, like you said, right before playoffs, because if they lose him at the beginning of the season, then they tank like they did before, and they get a decent pick. Yeah, well, that or it just gives Garoppolo more time to prepare. Right. Right. Hey, I did see where uh, the New England schedule, New England's favored to win every single game this coming I think year. that's the first time it's ever happened, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that may be. I don't know, but I think I heard I they are favored. That. And the Browns, are their only favorite, what was it, like one or two <laughs> out of their whole entire schedule? What is it? A, is it an in-game, like an in-team scrimmage? Like the Browns against the Browns in the preseason? <laughs> That's what I was listening to another podcast, and they had a comedian on there. He's a Browns fan. He's like, this is what needs to happen. He's like, they just need to sit out a year and practice. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on about? Well, if you, they're like, if you throw the, if you throw the game all year long, you shouldn't get your draft pick. He's like, what? You want us to snap the ball? He goes, we'll just take a knee. We'll take a knee every play. <laughs> What's going on about this? <laughs> yeah, he said uh, the the stadium holds like 73,000 people or whatever. And he's like, 
there was they normally pack a house with like ten thousand. And he's like, I'll tell you what. He said, all ten thousand and people are drinking. He's like, they can't stand to watch that shit. About <laughs> 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 being a Browns fan, and <laughs> it's, it's got to be sad. You got to feel for yeah. it. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the Colts play them this year, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that from when we ran down the schedule. <clears throat> it would suck being a Browns fan. <laughs> yes, being part of the dog pound. And this a dog pound at, at Cleveland? Yep. Yeah, that would suck. All right, boys. Well, that uh, that wraps up our three-point rundown. Uh, do we have a problem with Park and a high time with Hilly this week? I think I've got a popping with Perk. All right, all right. Well, uh, let's go with uh, uh, High Time with Hilly first. All right. High Time with Hilly tonight. Let's see. My question is, because you got a, the big controversy before the NBA playoffs was uh, resting players and and this and that, do you think that the NBA playoffs, the series should be cut maybe, you know, by a game or two games, you know, whatever have you, have a five-game series or a three-game series or, you know, compared to a seven-game series until you get to the finals? They've done it in the past, and I don't think it really affected the ratings or – Right, that's that's kind of where, yeah, I'm getting at. Did – do you think it helped anything as far as the health of the players? I don't know. I don't think no, because it's what two extra games per series? Because they did a five game, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it was like the, best of. It was best of five, best of five, best of five, best of seven. Right, and here's my thing. You know, you get Cleveland that sweep their first two series, and then they're sitting out waiting. Now, I understand you can't penalize a team like that, but does maybe, you know, maybe it evens things up. I don't know. I mean... Well, that's more motivation for you to go out and sweep. Right. I I agree with that 100%, but I mean, I don't know. But here's the thing. Does that hurt the team that swept the series? Or does it hurt the team that's going all five games. Because a lot of times you hear, you know, like Cleveland come back with some rust because they haven't played for very long. It's true. Yeah, but yeah. Or does it hurt the team that just went through a five-game series and they're like, damn, we're tired of shit. That's what I mean. Would you like rather play sword. Against, play against a tired LeBron or a LeBron that chilled out at the hotel for the past two or three days and he's got some rest? I'll, I'll go with tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have that, too. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one to to look at. You know I, if I mean? if you're talking about like injuring players and like cutting down on the games, that's that's not the solution because it's yeah, cutting each I, I series think, down by two games. You know, it's not going to affect how many games they play every year. I say if, if they're going to cut games, cut it in the regular season. Yeah, I agree. I, I say leave the playoffs alone because. Game seven, man, is it's just so much more intense. You know, I mean, these guys have seen each other seven times in 
in a short time span. So they know each other. They they build up some of this, you know, this rivalry um, within a game. Didn't look like a game seven, but I think they cut it. Now it's pretty close. So I mean, you know, I mean, you get, you get that some of that where the you know you show up. The Celtics show up in all black, and, you know, they're saying that they're showing up for the funeral, and then John Wall hits a buzzer beater. I mean, you don't get that kind of stuff if you don't have some kind of buildup. And I think these seven-game series give you that storyline that, that you are kind of buy into and get involved with. Yeah, you don't get that as much with the five-game. I agree. It's too quick. So, and, you know, I mean, as much as we all love the NCAA tournament, you know, the one game and you're done thing, I, I don't think that's the answer for the NBA either because, you know, I mean, although we love it, we love the NCAA tournament and, you know, anybody can win any given game, I don't think that you get the best team in the nation that way. You know, I I don't feel like the 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 best team wins every time. But see, I look at it with the NCAA tournament. I don't look at it that way. I don't, I don't look at like North Carolina won this year. Were they the best team in the nation? Maybe, but like there's been times where teams that have won the NCAA tournament, they weren't the best team in the nation, but they were good yeah, enough to yeah, win a, a tournament. You know, I mean, hell, right. if you if you look at the uh, tournaments in Hawaii and all that, like, does that does the best team there always win? No, but that's why it's a tournament. That's why you play it, right. just to see who's going to win right. on that particular game in that particular setting. It's not always right. about the best team in the nation. But I feel like if that's, you're going to be, if, if you're going to be, you know, uh, you've got 16 teams out of, out of your league and you're going to be labeling them national or, you know, world champs, whatever they call them. I feel like this is kind of the best setup is to have a the series. I mean, it, the World Series, it works. For the NBA, for, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the one the one game, I think it fits well with the NCAA. Um, and, you know, we all love it. It's great. It builds its own storylines within the tournament. Um, but for the NBA, I think you've got to have these these kind of soap opera series to kind of keep it interesting. And, you know, you're going to get your blowouts. And, and we've had, you know, several. But when you've got elite teams out there, you know, just doing work, you're going to have Hell, you team. thought last night was going to be a blowout. Yeah, right. And then, you know, you all see how that turned out. Then you got some guy making a dirty play and it all turns around. <laughs> yeah, so, so good good question, Hilly. Um but like I, I I agree with Park. I think it, you can keep it at seven games. What's your thoughts on that, Billy? No, uh, I'm with you. It, uh, I don't know. Seven games makes it more interesting. But at the same time, five you could play two games here, two games there, flip a coin. You know, I don't know. I don't. Maybe it. I don't know. Maybe it. It's hard. That's a tough one. I think keep it at seven because, I mean, it seems like just us doing this now, it seems like we've been watching NBA playoffs for six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so it right. does it does draw more of a crowd, seven games. 
it does sell more tickets than it does, you know, so it's not going to change, I don't think, anytime soon, but yeah, I'm, I think you stick with the seven. The only, the only way I would maybe think about it is like only the first round. You know what I mean? Because you've got your one seed against your eight seed, and if you're going to sweep in four, or in seven, you know, in four games, you're probably going to sweep them in three games, so, you know, Maybe the first round. The only way I see it changing. The I said do a four game, four game series. Do a uh, sudden death. Your worst free throw shooter. <laughs> sudden death. First one to miss a free throw loses. Like we could we'll really make it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not going to change. It's too good unless LeBron wants it to change. Then they might change it, but. <laughs> Uh-huh, but other than that, <laughs> all right, well, good, good, uh, good high time with Hill. Yeah, that was a good topic. That brings that brings us to what's pop, what's popping with Bert. All right, people, here's what's popping with Perk tonight. Found some tweets that I think are pretty good. We'll let you guys be the judge of it. First one, T, this is for me and you. I owe my mom for pretty much all of who I am. So if you're looking for someone to blame, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Alcohol increases the size of the send button by 89%. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know if this guy was really getting a fur coat or not, but, man, I'd like to buy a fur coat. The clerk at the store says, sorry, sir, this is a pet store. And the guy says, I'd like to buy 200 gerbils, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you single people want to know what marriage is like? Imagine having an argument in 1993 and talking about it once a week until you die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a couple. They were kissing on a small couch. The girl says, we should have a three. And the guy says, I'll call Karen. The girl Uh says, a three-seater. Karen? I believe Karen sells furniture, he says. (laughs) 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 So Mother Teresa puts a dish towel on her head, and she's a saint. But when I put a dish towel on my head, I'm a drunk in the kitchen again. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you all Saturday? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You have to ask somebody else. We don't remember. Hey, why why haven't they used Paula Abdul's straight up in a Viagra commercial? (laughs) (laughs) Won't you sing it for us, Bert? Right. No. <laughs> this this one comes from I don't know if it's the real Will, real Will Ferrell or not. That's a Will Ferrell Twitter account. It says sitting in the green room with Justin Bieber must resist urge to round ca- round kick him and his midget face. Yes. <laughs> 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 Dear elderly man at the gym, 
it's hard for me to keep composure whilst punching a chipmunk chipmunk speed when your ball sack spills out of your wind shorts. Uh, and this is for uh, I think we can all vouch for this one that this is how it wants to be down if I ever go missing I want my picture on a 40 ounce beer rather than a milk carton because I want fun people to find me (laughs) (laughs) that's what's popping with perk people this week no. All right, that was a good, good, uh, good segment there, Park. All right, so that brings us to our, uh, our last segment here, the uh, local sports blog with Teabag. Yeah. All right, boys. I know it's been a running joke between us here this past couple of days, uh, but I wanted to do a little research on college fishing. So what I discovered in doing my research, <laughs> so what I discovered in doing my research was that there's actually a local connection to the sport. With that being said, I thought I had to be in my local sports blog with Teabag. So here we go. The NCAA is not involved in college bass fishing, allowing teams to use sponsorships to their advantage and keep their winnings. Therefore, these guys are able to make decent money to help them with normal college expenses like beer and bait. College bass fishing consists of mostly club teams, but there are a select few varsity bass fishing programs. There are an estimated 610 college bass fishing teams in the United States. The major college bass fishing tournament series are the FLW Outdoors College Series, Carhartt Bassmasters College Bass Fishing Series, the Cabela's Collegiate Bass Fishing Series, and the Fish Life Collegiate Tour. Now, the first known college bass fishing tournament took place at Lake Monroe, Indiana, on April 18, 1992, between Purdue, Purdue University and Indiana University. Purdue won the tournament by three pounds. I envision a big drunken fest between four buddies. Some of the historically <laughs> most successful college bass fishing teams are Auburn, Bethel, University of Florida, Virginia Tech, University of Georgia, North Carolina State, Louisiana State. College bass fishing is a growing college sport, and in recent years, some schools have even started varsity programs, such as Adrian College in Michigan and Campbellsville University in Kentucky. These schools are both the first varsity college bass fishing programs in their state. So I know know there are a lot of unanswered questions still. How many people on a team? What are the rules and all that? So here we go with the rules. There's two fishermen allowed per boat. You know, you don't want it to tip. Bass kept must be at least 12 inches in length. It's a five bass limit allowed per team at weigh-in. There's largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, spotted bass, and red-eye bass. And these are the only species accepted. There's a four-ounce deduction for each dead bass that you weigh in. There's a one-pound deduction for each short short bass weigh-in. A one-pound deduction for every minute late after weigh-in deadline time. So if your boat don't start, you're screwed. Greatest overall weight of bass limit wins the event. So there you have it. Competitive bass fishing at the college level. 
obviously going to Pay Lakes and not catching anything isn't acceptable at the elementary level. But I feel this is still one thing that is way over my head, and I still wonder if they have coaches. And that's the local sports blog that he makes. Wow. Pretty interesting. They actually get paid, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so... That's crazy. uh, So sponsorships is a huge deal to these guys. And so, like, I sent you all a picture of the IU fishing team. And, like, they have IU fishing shirts. And they have sponsorships all over them. Um, and every single sponsor that they have on their shirt, giving them something. Either it's free bait um, or money. Beer. Yeah. I, some like, of them were sponsored by Bush. It was crazy. Dude, how do you get recruited to be a college fisherman? You have like a day <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's what I left off with the the blog. I still wonder if they have coaches. Huh. You know, I, I envision myself sitting on top of a Yeti in the middle of the boat, you know, yelling, Reel it in harder, Billy <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. But but one site I did look at had a the top ten lures used in two thousand sixteen. And these guys are all showing off their lures like their trophy, man. It, it, it's funny to, to think about, but at the same time, you're thinking, these kids are getting, some, some of them winning those tournaments, it was like $5,000. You know, split that between the two guys, and then plus you're getting endorsements. And, I mean, I have a buddy here in Louisville who, he has won bass fishing tournaments, and he are, he won a boat. So, no I mean, kidding. Yeah. So, Boats and hoes. Cool. I've never been that good at fishing. I mean, shoot, I catch two fish. I think I'm doing good. So. Yeah. I catch a buzz. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Suffix yeah. and calves. That's what it is. Celtics covered. They did cover. So if we were doing our our betting session, you would have won that. Uh, The over, though, no. It was 221, and it was 220, was this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dirty. I'll tell you what, man. These Vegas dudes, they they are on to something. I was just thinking. I was like, how do they do that? You know, like, the wall would have hit that last three he took. (laughs) But then how pissed would you have been if you would have been a better and bet the under? (laughs) Yeah, think about how fun of a job that would be. It's stressful, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, boys. Let's uh, let's give our uh, our final thoughts here and then wrap this show up. Pretty successful show, I think. Uh, Kurt, your first final thought. Go with you first for the final thought. How about that? All right. My final thought is, if two of the three members of Sports (laughs) and War with HTC are going to get together for a podcast. You might want to be prepared and cut back on the beer, or it won't turn out pretty. <laughs> it won't even make it on air. Hey, that was not our fault. 
Right. And for all of you that don't know, we attempted to record a podcast Saturday night. Me and Hilly were together. Teabag was at home. And uh, we actually had Cookie on for that episode. And uh, for the first 20 minutes, it was pure laughter. No words, no spoken language, just laughing. And somewhere along the lines, Cookie fell asleep. It wasn't good. There was a and cuckoo that, clock in everything. <laughs> fell asleep, woke up an hour later and said, here's my final thought, I'm out. Oh, shit. Apparently, we don't have to ask for your final thoughts. You just, I'm out, there it is. Yep. And that's, and, and that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that's what he said, too. Like you said that like five times. Oh, shit. All right, Hilly. All right. Mine leads right into that because most people, if you're listening to this, it's it's actually Tuesday, May 16th, which means 17 days from today, there's going to be a whole entire group of people from Sports and More getting together in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So I don't know if Jeffersonville's ready for it, but they better strap up because that's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. It's going to be good times. Good times, for sure. Is that the reveal party? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So bring your booze and bring your microphone. I was going to say the microphone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that should be yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good times. Be good times. <clears throat> All right. My final thought. If you're going to allow one of the co-hosts to 100% come up with the three-point rundown, <laughs> communicate and make sure that somebody has done some type of research prior to going on air. Because, once again, like Park was saying, for those of you that didn't know, we tried doing a podcast on Saturday. And one of the, the – actually, the first topic on the three-point rundown presented by Hilly was college fishing. <laughs> the sports blog. Because in the middle of recording this podcast, I was like, well, shit, nobody knows what the hell we're talking about, so I better do some research. So I I've already done half the research. Uh, that that episode, we were reading, I was reading knock-knock jokes off <laughs> Yeah, it Yeah, it got pretty desperate there for a while. <laughs> we were grabbing straws. Yeah. Right. Well, this one was uh, much smoother. I'm sure Google will choose to... Uh, Record this one. <laughs> you know, 15 minutes of straight laughing, they were probably like, let's not waste our storage on this shit. Yeah. I don't understand why we don't have other sponsors either, you know? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, that's a wrap here for us at Sports and More. So, Let's keep your hilly high, your perk popping, your tea bag full, and your beer cold. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a- uh-